Hello and welcome back to the 10th episode of Fajitas Tonight with me, Morgana. And me, Elle. I can't believe we've made it to 10 episodes. I was episodes. just going to say that. <laughs> Who is still listening? I think this makes us podcasters. Wow, don't pick us up. Ooh, There's a few ooh. listeners still clinging on. We better I, perform for the 10th episode. I did actually just put it on my CV the other day. I think it's official now. If you get a job, I'm going to put that down to the podcast. So will I. <laughs> I know. And then they'll actually go and listen to it and be like, oh, maybe yeah. we shouldn't hire her. My extracurricular. <laughs> I know, exactly. Just chatting about the random stuff we always chat about. We've got a good theme this week. Oh, we do. Elle, why don't you talk us through? So, we've been inspired by... Well, let's just talk about the Met Gala, because it's taken up quite a lot of uh, social media space this week. Definitely. The other night, when... What what, what night did it actually happen? I don't know, but you stayed up really late. Yeah, it was like two nights, and I don't know, I was just in bed, and I was just lying there, and I was on the Twitter hashtag, and knew out... It was like the excitement of, like, new people arriving, and just you seeing all these wacky outfits. So, for those of you who don't know, the Met Gala is just... I don't even think it's an awards event. It's just like a fashion... I don't know what it is. It's like an awards event without the awards. So everyone's wearing really extra outfits and there isn't even a reason to it. It's just to wear extra outfits. And the theme this year was camp. Yeah. So literally just extra, extra, extra. No boundaries. It was amazing. Who was your fave? (laughs) Fave? That's so difficult. I liked... I like Lupita Nyong'o. I thought she looked really good. She'd actually gone for like rainbow feathers and everything. The thing with camp is that you've got to actually go for it, I feel. Yeah. Well, I looked um, up the definition because I was like thinking, oh, yeah. I don't know, I was thinking Loki like drag queen. So that's why I thought yeah. Kylie and Candice was really good. Cause oh the yeah, no, they looked the good. They did look and good. And then I was thinking, well, some of these don't seem what I would say is camp. So then I looked it up because obviously who am I to decide what camp <laughs> is? And apparently it was, so it was called the theme was camp notes on fashion. And everyone's referring to Susan Sontag's essay on camp aesthetic. Um, and when they're referring to it, it basically said, it's a love of the unnatural, of artifice and exaggeration. So basically just being extra as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, which explains the candle. And they did the explain candle. so much. I know, Katy, Katy Perry. Perry just went for it, as always. She is quite fair. extra. I've seen her a couple of times live and she's come out wearing a cupcake before. So. I would actually love to see her live. She's actually, it's an, it's an entertaining I've heard she, I heard vocals aren't as good live well yeah but no one's are she's she's mm. a performer isn't she yeah she gives, she gives a good show she gives a good show who else were your fave outfits michael yuri who is, is mark that the... from ugly betty oh yeah 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 yes. so he did the half pinstripe suit masculine half femme i just thought that yeah. was so creative. i think that actually wins i think that was so he stuck so to good that, yeah yeah um honorable mentions do you want to go first oh i liked harry styles look okay yeah, um, he because he was wearing sheer... like like black lace and he had like this one like kind of pearl earring and like lots of like jewelry on and like these I think he was wearing heels you know oh my God, so I he had like that. little nods to the camp theme to be fair that's kind of his style all the time yeah but it did look good and like Darren Chris as well in terms of men really rocked the boat out he's wearing a snazzy jacket and lots of makeup okay yeah did good what about your honorable mentions well we wouldn't be able to get away with not saying gaga would we oh yeah yeah she did wear four outfits i know and i feel like she not invented camp that sounds ridiculous oh i did like the jackets that said black drag queens invented, <laughs> created camp whatever that was clever. oh yeah 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 but she i don't know she made it cool in the mainstream oh, she did. in recent times it's interesting how she's coming back that way because like the gaga five foot two documentary on netflix is all about like that was released Stripping at the same back. time as her joanne album which i actually love yeah and yeah it was all about like i really didn't feel like myself like in all well no she didn't say that but she she'd kind of implied that she'd moved past all these extra outfits and yeah you're right stripped back so it's interesting how she's kind of going back into yeah. it now 
Or maybe but... it's just because of this theme and she thought, you know yeah. what? This and she is was me. like, no one does this better than me. Yeah. Step aside. Where's the meat dress? Uh, oh, gags. God. Um, oh, also, Billy Porter was the guy who came in, like, was carried in and was wearing the gold oh, outfit and then he had the wings. Feather. Yeah. That was mental. Yeah, no, yeah, that was can't. really good. And um, Ezra Miller and Kylie and Kendall Jenner. I know yeah. people, have, people have been slagging Kylie and Kendall and I... For I, that? No, no, yeah. I was impressed. They put in a good amount of effort. They looked great. While on the topic of the Jenners, I will just segue and say Kim K, her Don't outfit made me realise how fake her body was. I haven't properly realised before, but that outfit, I was just like, are you made of plastic? She literally just looked like a Barbie doll. I don't no. understand. But then Cara was saying that she was wearing a corset, but I think, what corset is that? I don't Could understand. she breathe? Anyone who doesn't... I mean, please have a look at this picture of Kim's outfit and just ask Explain yourself if those proportions are possible. Are. Yeah. <laughs> Do you just uh, have half a kidney? I just... Or? Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais pas. What about the bombs, though, Elle? Come on. Who did? Who disappointed? Okay, Liam Hemsworth. Boring, boring, I'm just going to open this out to basically every straight man who attended was in, like, a black suit. I, don't, I think they missed the memo of camp. Yeah, or just ignore... I don't, I, Darren I Chris did well. I find it's it so exciting. Annoying. Go with the... This is like when you do a th- fancy dress theme and people just want to look fit. No, have some oh, fun. I don't trust people who... No don't do fancy dress I know people whose like theme for their birthday party is festival I mean please <laughs> oh, no 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 I am disgusted her. I had a Shrek theme party once amazing shout you out to Chloe <laughs> as Shrek um, and then I also thought well Hayley Baldwin looked oh, really nice I don't even think oh she did look nice but mm. she didn't she looked like she was going to L wards or prom. something yeah, yeah yeah she looked like she was in a prom dress it wasn't camp um, oh let's did you have oh. any others? Oh, yeah. Well, I will just join the Twitter meme that said Cardi B looked like a period because that was... <laughs> she did. Liz said that as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. She really did. Um, and it was just too extra because she needed, like, ten people to carry the, the trail. But then if the theme is... I know, but you can be practical and extra. <laughs> How did she go to the toilet? I don't know. I've heard this How thing that, like, in a cubicle? for, like, wedding dresses, apparently, you know those big blue Ikea bags? If you punch two holes in them, like for your legs, you can um, you put it on your shoulders and That's then that so lifts clever. up the thing. Although you must also punch a third hole for the actual oh, yeah, you know, for your, vagina. Yeah, but um, to be able to yeah, apparently that's the thing. Okay. Fact. There you go. So I'll be hoisting your wedding dress up for your wedding. <laughs> She's so um, but this kind of stuck, got me and Elle thinking, the whole Met Gala thing, because it's kind of been quite a relevant discussion for us at the moment. As we approach the end of our university careers, that means one thing. Grand ball! Which is obviously <laughs> just as important as the Met Gala. I know, exactly. In UAE terms. Exactly. And everyone's on the hunt for dresses. And I was just wondering what your thoughts were, Elle, because obviously there's like... The whole, I can't be wearing the same outfit as someone else, so I can't buy from Topshop and ASOS too close to the time, because that's what everyone will do. Like, what are your thoughts on the pressures for everyone to be dressed individually? Um, I think that as long as none of my immediate friends who I'm going to be getting photos with are wearing mm. the same dress, I don't really... I've bought mine from Topshop, it was 30 quid! Oh, and it's so <laughs> nice, I'm such a fan. Um, yeah, and if other people are in it, they're going to look different to me, because we all unique. Yeah. And it's not like you're going to be wearing it and we'll be like, oh, what did you <laughs> Imagine, do? Imagine, you don't do? know what I've ordered. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about it? Well, I just think it ties into a whole wider conversation about fashion, which is hence why we wanted to talk about it. And like the whole psychology of fashion and like it is a form of self-expression, but at the same time following fashion is following trends, which means 
fitting in with the crowd. Mm. So what with the Met Gala, what with our own personal grad ball hunt and loads of other pressures on fashion at the moment, we thought we'd make this this week's discussion. On fashion? On fashion! Everyone stay tuned because obviously it will be riveting. Um, <laughs> me and Morgana are both fashionistas. Oh my God. When we can Don't. afford to be. <laughs> Okay, and another thing that makes today's episode extra relevant is that I got an email um, from... Oh my God! I know, I get those sometimes. Um, from Monkey, which is my favourite shop, M-O-N-K-I. Is that your favourite? Yeah, I love Monkey I don't Monkey think I knew so that. Much. Really? Was it Dam that cemented that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. Um, but yeah, I got an email from them saying like, oh, like, well, it said Embrace the Feels. That was, like, the title of the email. But it was all to do with how, like, Monkey have part- partnered with Mental Health Europe and how they've got these T-shirts with slogans like Embrace the Fields and, like, oh, it's okay not to be okay and stuff like that. And how they're, like, they would make a donation to the charity. And it just kind of got me thinking how, like, fashion at the moment and T-shirts just being used to as conversation starters. Like, so in that way, it would be for, like, mental health and how it's, like, tying into the zeitgeist. But also we've obviously had like a whole wave of feminist t-shirts mm-hmm. and some of them like are actually good and some of them would if you get a feminist t-shirt it would actually go to supporting women and like some of the funds go towards like girl up charities and stuff like that but a lot of them like if you're getting it from forever 21 or something like that it would actually be part of the whole fast fashion industry actually like girls in sweatshops are probably making yeah, it yeah i've literally got a top shop one mm-hmm. that says uh femme forever mm. but so in some ways there's nothing then, that goes to charity from that yeah just but, goes straight to philip green but then it's a conversation starter so i can see both sides because that'll get hashtags going and that'll get people saying oh i'm a feminist more openly and starting conversations but then i know that obviously recognizing that you are a feminist and having these conversations is good but like if it's not creating action or change yeah. then what is the point of it because then it's like faux feminist isn't it which obviously I think everybody can be guilty of when you feel like you're not in a position to do significant change but if it's just like oh I'm a feminist cool like and I'm doing nothing about it yeah that's exactly what people say about the modern generation is it that we would like retweet a horrible news story or be like yeah. hashtag me too but never actually yeah go to a protest or put money behind a cause that you believe yeah. in or something like that and I think it's that called about... clicktivism is it? I didn't yeah, know the name. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. Well, I was thinking about it when, you know, when you see celebrities, like, champion causes or donate to, like, children dying. And I always think, like, have they donated themselves or do they count them sharing that as enough? Oh, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, but they use their platform responsibly, I guess. So in that way, they are make, they are helping, but I guess in their individual actions, maybe not. But, yeah, I guess I guess the question is more how much is enough if you're just starting a conversation compared to implementing actual change? Yeah. Well, the monkey thing, like, they do actually donate towards mental health organisations. And the reason I kind of bring this up in context of our fashion discussion is because I think fashion is the latest thing to kind of come under fire in the whole environmental climate change discussions that are actually finally starting to make headlines um me and Elle was it a lot earlier this year yeah it was 2019 um Stacey Dooley's released documentary called Fashion's Dirty Secrets and that was all about how like uh, the fast fashion of the western world is actually really affecting um vulnerable people in other countries and I think that's provided part of the wake-up call and I just think a lot of brands at the moment are like you know the H&M conscious with ethical cotton like 
there is suddenly pressure on fashion mm. and i think we're all starting to see it yeah i think i think it's going to be really exciting to watch how brands change but then it's also being beaten at the same time by people like us and students who don't want to spend money like i don't personally i know it's really bad don't want to spend 30 pounds on a cotton white t-shirt when i could spend four pounds on it you know like exactly but interestingly grace fit do you know who that is yeah grace beverly she's at oxford slaying the game yes she's created her own brand of herself she's got the bands she's got the yeah the bands the resistance bands but she literally this week released um her fitness clothing apparel line called tala and basically the aim of tala as a company is to be 100 percent upcycled they're currently at 92 percent and they Ah. literally launched this week so they're doing pretty good um so the main fabric is q nova which is fully upcycled and their packaging is 100 percent recyclable and the tags you plant them and they become oh my god you're joking no no no, yeah that is so cool you literally cut off the tag and then you put it in soil water it and it becomes a plant that is such yeah. a cool feature. How and like clever. the hashtag for it is it's called cool to be kind and it's sold out literally so quick. The whole website crashed. There's been loads of drama in the Grace Fit community about it. But basically it's just showing that there is a demand for di- like for sustainable fashion that's affordable and she has made it affordable. So yes. Gymshark leggings are £35. Mm. Her leggings, 28 to £35. Like people are willing to spend that money because... It's not just a t-shirt. I don't know. That sounds. I really think bad, in surveys, but... people have said they would be willing to pay more if they felt it was well. It, if it would was more endurable and if it were more yeah. sustainable. But then, pe- what people answer in surveys and what people actually do can be different. But that's so good that she's like an yeah. influencer because I feel like influencers are actually one of the main groups of people who are under fire for this because they've been known to like buy something, take a picture in it, go out in it and return it, which is obviously not contributing even... to fast fashion like worse than anything really. Yeah, not even just that though, but like the amount that they get sent and free clothing or the yes. amount they're allowed to spend. So like a brand like Pretty Little Thing will say to someone, we're going to give you £200 worth, you've got to create a haul. They'll wear those and then you never, for the haul and you never ever see them in a picture of it again and it's what what happens to that clothing it might get passed around to family and friends but the sheer number of influences there are the number of brands and the number of like opportunities there are to to send those clothes out exactly and then it just like it changes the psychology behind buying because you should go into a shop and you should think do i need this or does it serve the purpose in some way do i want it because i will wear it for this event or something um, but this total surplus and would totally change that. Like you wouldn't even view it as something to be valued. It's just something to be thrown away. Mm. And that came up in Stacey Dooley's documentary. And it like, um, because I don't think this is a problem that people really know about. You don't really associate your clothes with having such a devastating impact. Though, so like in her documentary, she said that um, a single pair of jeans requires as much as 15,000 liter, litres of water to produce. Um, and then all the chemicals from making it kind of go into rivers that people um, rely on for like their water supply, like to bathe in, um, to drink from. And I think people in the Western world just don't know. You're like clicking no, through ASOS. Yeah. Like I know people it's so who, easy to yeah, like with ASOS addictions and stuff. I don't know. You just don't think. I know people at me. Why don't that was definitely not an indirect. I'm talking about some people in like my seminars Rachel? and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Williams, is that you? I know. But I just think 
I don't think the psychology is in the right place at the moment. But there, there but is a the move, yeah. And what do you think? So obviously, I've just mentioned Grace Fitztala, which is completely from the beginning sustainable. Yeah, that it's is got really a vision good. and it's got an aim, and it's all kind of like positive. So compared to say H and M Conscious, they're Ooh. changing a part of their brand to mm. suit and to appeal to these people who do want to buy sustainable fashion. But they obviously still have the other stuff available. Mm. And is that a marketing technique like is it where is their heart at whereas with this grace fit band she's from the beginning it's it's set up as a sustainable brand yeah and if did you say what did you say the price of the tala stuff was so this is normal gym apparel price if you're going for like oh okay good quality because i feel like the h&m conscious is slightly more expensive so it mm. kind of feels like it's being marketed at people who have the money and can afford to make those ethical choices yeah well it is a elitist thing isn't it to be able to I guess oh, well no I don't think you'd... so because you get like charity shops vintage shops like they are cheap and that is reusing mm. it is kind of cool that there's the whole like yeah so just going out in my fresh what's it called wavy garms like I mean if you want to be cool that can also mean wearing cheap reusable clothes it doesn't have to mean conforming to trends yeah true I just feel like I don't know it's been quite gradual but I'm a bit disenchanted with shopping at the moment I feel like I don't know it's maybe it's because my my room is quite small and I just can't fit any <laughs> many more clothes in there I don't know I just haven't really I, I'm really asking myself every time I go shopping like do I need this and will I wear it again yeah and most of the time the answer is no I was even literally just thought now talking about it with my dad at the weekend so he came up to visit with my stepmom and sister and we were like in the shopping center the ball ring mm. and he was like why is everybody here on the weekend he was like what do people do before they went shopping like how weird is it that an activity for the weekend is to walk around shops and buy he was like i don't need these he just bought like new shoes and he was yeah. like i don't need these why am i Ooh. here and i was like oh my god consumerism but i've just had a thought bear with me okay so um so fashion is like self-expression which i understand that obviously makes you really feel good but i do think there is a psychological aspect because like when you wear buy a new outfit and you wear it and you feel really good i think you get like a bit of a dopamine hit oh i get a buzz with it yeah exactly but i wonder what it comes from because i'm linking this to like facebook and you know how like they have um like likes give you a dopamine hit and there's this whole argument that social media is free labor because they are like manipulating that and they have all these algorithms to make you stay on the platform longer with like more likes something gets the more the longer you stay on there so it's like is it but on facebook when you get a like you get the dopamine hit because you're like yay i fit in and like i've posted this picture and loads of people like it Mm. is it the same when you wear like a nice new outfit that you've got from Topshop and you know that people will say you look really good. Well, yeah, that's probably what Facebook and the like button and Instagram and the like button were based on, the fact that you do get, like, a positive reinforcement from other people. Like, that's age-old, isn't it? If you were in, like, Victorian times and you had a new dress, someone's probably going to say, like, that's a really nice dress and you still get that hit. So that's... I don't think that we'll ever lose that. Yeah. It's just that it's it's more often now because social media allows you to show it more often it can spread wider it's not just the people you immediately see but i'm wondering what it is about it because yeah you say victorian times and then you think you get you've got oh it shows you've got money it's a shot it's a sign of status whereas now is it still a sign of status it's like i'm following the latest trends and i'm fashionable I think people and i'm always fit in. trends yeah 
because it's a way yeah it's a way to fit in and people want to be liked and will always want to be liked I think that's like an inherent thing in human nature yeah so I don't think that will ever go it will just manifest in different ways yeah no I think that's true or that's why everything comes back around fashion wise it goes around around, what's your least favourite fashion trend right now no just like that you've ever seen oh my god pressure do you have one I can't um okay recently i was not on board with the cycle shorts oh <laughs> they don't they would never look good on me but some people look really good in them. really with like a long sleeve top like a long sleeve long a long top so it's like almost like a t-shirt dress mm. but you just need a little something something but i don't know if are they smart are they cash i don't really know where to go with them i mean they're meant for cycling <laughs> i'm trying to picture an, an occasion spin. i know yeah <laughs> And also, when jelly shoes made a comeback, I mean, I loved them when I was five, but I do remember the blisters and them getting really sweaty. So oh, like when they became, like, cool again, I was yeah. a bit like, ooh. Fair. What's a trend that I don't like? Have I ever mentioned one to you? Probably. Probably, <laughs> probably slagged some people. <laughs> Why Just influences. That? I find them annoying. I fi- Oh, do you know what I find really annoying? Ooh, go on. When So there's this influencer that I follow. Low-key, she's, like, 50,000 followers. I'm not gonna at her. I was gonna say, yeah, we're getting a no. No, because no. I follow her because I like her her fashion. She puts together clothing. Okay. It's quite minimalist. Quite like it. Would be easy to replicate. Okay. Um, and she was literally on her Instagram stories the other day, crying like full on tears, oh. crying because she um was like, no one's seeing my post. I put all this effort in to make this content, and no one even sees it. And I was literally like, please, one, get a grip to you're calling this content you going and standing in front of a building that's not your house outside <laughs> sort of like looking to the left with an outfit that's essentially jeans and a t-shirt and then so one that annoyed me i should probably just unfollow but i do like some of her clothes but the trend that she's obsessed with is joggers and heels oh no what 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 is that sports lux <laughs> it's not even though because it's like it's like strappy heels i don't get it where are you going to wear that? They're not going to let you in. I know. Where are you exactly. Going? What is the occasion for that? If you can run in the hills, then go for it. But it's not. It's strange. It is strange. But it's just being out there and wacky. And I'm all for like, I don't know. Yeah, experimentation in fashion. But Well, you just slagged Cardi B's period dress, so it doesn't seem like you are. <laughs> Your face. I mean, that required 10 people to carry up. That was like labour, you know. <laughs> How ethical is it when yeah, you Yeah, how ethical carry? is that? That's ethical fashion yeah, for no, you. Yeah, no, so I, do, I don't really hate many trends. I normally come around to them. That's the thing. That's yeah. what I was thinking of because when... Um, do you remember Creepers? When they first yeah. came in, I was like, those are the ugliest effing shoes I've ever seen. <laughs> and then they were in fashion for like two years or so. And I was like, I really want a pair of Creepers. Did you get them? I didn't. But I was, I was like checking my own psychology. I was like... When these first came in, I thought they were really ugly. And now, I want a pair. Me with docks. Ah. Oh, my God. Me, five years ago, would have been like, I'm never putting those on my feet. And then got to Berlin, and I was like, you know, these are a vibe. Yeah. And now I love them. But this is just it. Fashion always comes back around, doesn't it? Like, Topshop yeah. were always like, what are they on now? 80s stuff? I don't know. I'm not sure. There's still a lot of leopard print. That's stuck around. Leopard print's quite an eternal one, isn't it? Well, no, because if you, I reckon it's been in for two years. Prior to that, you wouldn't be seen dead in it. Cat, it was Cat Slater. Who? From EastEnders, Cat Slater. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't allowed to watch soaps. No, did you not? Well, when I was younger, and then by the time I reached an age, I was kind of like... Why were you not allowed to watch soaps? I don't know. 
probably because of Cat Slater's leopard print. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Um, know. But fashion is so interesting. I don't... It's just... And when you hear the figures at the top end of the industry, like the amount of money that is spent, like that Met Gala, like, can you even imagine how much... No, it is ridiculous. How much money that was. Mm. All of those outfits combined, like how much they're worth. Are they sustainably made? Are they sustainably made, I ask you. Yeah, I wonder if we'll be seeing Cardi B dressed up for the period again anytime soon. Well, maybe that that might make its way back down. I'm just thinking of Devil Wears Prada now. Oh, florals in spring. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm thinking of the bit, you know, where she talks about the blue sweater. And she's like, you think that, like, the top style of, or whatever, fashion makers have nothing to do with what you buy in the ordinary store. So it's like, are we going to (laughs) see a smaller version of Cardi's outfit? You know what I was just thinking? If, what would be a really, like, powerful statement in terms of sustainable fashion would be one of the big fashion cheeses i.e. Katy Perry or Rihanna or something, wearing the same dress. Twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. How big would that be? Who does that? No one does that. But I don't get why people don't... I've done that so many times. Yeah, I know, but Elle, you are not a... <laughs> no, <laughs> Grammy but... award-winning singer. <laughs> Excuse me. No, but just in general, like, you're right about the whole, is there a need to buy another dress? Yeah. Well, I think... Oh, now I'm thinking about it. I think Kate Middleton has reworn dresses and they always comment on it. Like, well, I mean, they comment on everything when it comes they to the royals. They say she's like... Um, they're like, oh, um, savvy with her money. These I know, yeah. LK Bennett trousers, what, £108? I'm like, savvy with them? What, what do you think they're making? They're like, ord- they're obviously what? royal, but... Oh my... Yeah, I know. She wears the same pair of trousers twice and it's like, ooh, Kate Middleton, so savvy with her money. That oh, is ridiculous. Poor Kate. Oh, but that's really interesting. That reminds me of something that um, Emma Gannon has talked about on her Control Delete podcast before, which is like how money is talked about in really gendered terms mm. in like in newspapers and stuff, and it'll be like how men are kind of encouraged to save and like would save up for like investment items like cars and watches, whereas women it's kind of like oh splashing the cash, like having a yeah. splurge, having an indulgence, shopping weekend. And how it's all marketed quite differently. Yeah, whereas in reality, probably everyone's got savings yeah. and everyone loves a little splurge. Exactly. So for a guy, it's like an investment purchase, whereas for a woman, it's like splashing the cash. Yeah. I'd have to read more about it because I think she's written some really interesting stuff on like... Who, Emma Gannon? Yeah, mm. yeah. The gender divide in terms of money. And I guess, because when you think of fashion, I suppose it is quite a female-dominated industry. Although the designers are mostly male, aren't they? Yeah, weird. Don't you find that weird? Well, now I've just said it aloud. Yeah, no, a little but bit. But that, that's a little bit like, I don't know how to phrase this, but... Dressing up my Barbie dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, but the top players, the ones who make the most money are men. And the women don't. Oh, <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. I see. Yeah. That is a bit of a There awakening. are obviously very good women. Vivian Westwood. We'll give her a shout out. Yeah. I yeah. like her logo. Yeah. <laughs> you can get on a necklace. Obviously can't afford that, can I? Oh, no, no. But yeah. That, they said... Fashion is actually like a can of worms. I know, it goes I'm off in, in so many different directions. Space. Yeah, but I do just think I know it's really bad. But I'm, I love, I love buying clothes. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> well, I, I know this isn't like a scene thing, a podcast. But Elle is actually quite a fashionable person. I would Aww, describe you as very trendy. Stop. Yeah, that's the only compliment Thanks, you're getting. Boo. And return it, God. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh yeah, and I've got my guilty, guilty fashionista for today. 
when I oh. oh yeah so I'm really lazy with washing like really lazy and I just do one load with black white colours everything same everything's same. in there I don't have time to wait like two weeks till I've got enough I want to obviously want to yeah. re my clothes That's so true girl so true so put everything in today had you know a couple of white t-shirts in there that I wear all the time and then put in my black jeans it's all good they've been washed before put in this black denim dungaree dress that I just bought back from home for summertime and I was like oh whatever this probably needs a wash it's literally ruined everything it's like even ruined clothes that were dark that is so weird I know so then I ordered guilty ordered the two white t-shirts again you don't but I don't think that is guilty because you were wearing them all the time and you know you will still wear them we shouldn't demonize all shopping I think it should just be that the impulse should be checked sometimes you know i mean the impulse straight away was like ellie came in my housemate and she was like oh i'm gonna google if you can get the stains out but they are wrecked i'll show you it's like totally discolored not even gray but just like stains everywhere oh, really no. weird and she was like oh if you get bicarbonate soda or blah blah blah, blah. and i was like mm. look it's probably just easier and cheaper for me to order two new t-shirts mm. <gasps> that's what they say about our generation we don't know how to repair anymore oh, we just God. buy yeah well that's not a reason to stay in a broken marriage <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know when like people oh put, yeah like, what's that phrase oh it's like oh in our day when something was broken we fixed it not threw it away oh, so no. well, don't stay in an abusive and unhappy marriage <laughs> yeah, exactly. i'm in an abusive and unhappy marriage with my clothing that's stained yeah, stained oh no that is a bit of a fashion disaster and funny that that actually happened today today i know on, look at that does life imitate art or does art imitate life hell or is fashion just all around us fashion Ooh, is all it around is. us and so the feeling grows. But then that just links back to the Meryl Streep thing, doesn't it? How it all trickles down into the little purchases. I mean, this is coming from someone who does wear 50% of her time in pyjamas, the other 50% in gym wear. I don't oh, yeah, remember but all of us are like clothes. that in revision period. I haven't worn makeup probably in... I know. I wore mascara um, today and my eyes were really itchy. Oh. Because <laughs> I hadn't... No, I don't think it's like conjunctivitis or anything. I think it was just I haven't presented myself nicely in such a long time. I washed my hair and put on foundation the other day and I literally was like, you, you're looking good. I know, yeah. It is quite funny when you actually see your full potential and you're like, oh. Wow, who Eyebrows. is this What is this? Yeah, dear listeners, we're still in... Well, Elle is still in the revision rut. Only I'm free, but I'm acting like I'm... You're in the job hunt rut. I'm in the job hunt rut. Yeah. Job if anyone wants to give Morgana a job... Yeah, if anyone can hear how eloquent and um, multi-talented I am from this podcast, I would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a horrible cow that was, snort. Yeah, that was a horrible snort. What are you trying to say, Elle? Oh, um, read my CV before you judge me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we're in the slog only four days left I think yeah. if we don't count today I've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday and then exams on Tuesday yeah. and then I'm free and then we will be able to consume so much more for you guys and let you know what it, what we've been reading for pleasure what we've been yeah. watching for pleasure rather than just reading revision notes and job applications and we're going to Dublin oh and we are you said indeed. that like i was telling you then you didn't know well that is basically how it happened I, I was in like a wi-fi rut because my dad <laughs> when he was trimming the hedge he accidentally cut the bt wire and um <laughs> that cut off the internet from my house next door's house and the two houses over the road it's literally like slapstick how i know you... easter weekend as well i think they were a bit annoyed i think they had guests around sorry about that everyone but it was my dad's fault anyway i was in an internet rut 
leaving the house like a refugee to go around my parents' friend's house to write my dissertation. And then I get this message from Elle, like, do you want to go to Dublin? I was like, yeah. And, um, well, you booked it pretty quickly. 30 quid return. Amazing. Oh, But we support the climate change. Yeah, we are just having this discussion about sustainable stuff. Yes, we did I book know. a flight. What, yeah, but it's What just... would Greta Thunberg say? Well, she got off... Oh, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. We already to come over this. to the... Yeah, she got two days of trains. Well... Um, I think the moral of that last episode and this one too is that we are imperfect. <laughs> yeah, life is full of contradictions and exactly. you just got to do your bit wherever you can and life's to be enjoyed. How about we say, Elle, when we go to Dublin, only one outfit for the whole two, three days? I'm a sweater, <laughs> so that's going to be... I, was at the I just wanted to redeem day, us in some way. And my PT was like, oh, are you a sweater? And I was like, I yeah, I am, so just get used to this now like you don't really sweat that much no i don't so you can i can't re-wear a lot of clothes why am mm. i telling everyone this on the podcast i'm not disgusting sweaty betty i'm just naturally <laughs> pers- perspirant <laughs> yeah <laughs> funny i think we went off on a bit of a tangent I know, there sorry, we should just... we move on to the next segment yeah go on then And as always, for our final segment of the podcast, it is What Have You Been Consuming, Morgana? Kick us off with your food. Oh, well, Elle. This is actually something I eat quite regularly, so I've given it a title. The Sweet Potato Supreme. I don't think I've talked about it before. I was just going to say, have you told everyone about this before? Maybe I have. Maybe you have. Oh, God, here we go again, viewers. Hopefully there's a variation from last time. (laughs) So anyway, so I would take my base of a sweet potato... And um, yeah, well, I'd say bake it, but obviously not. I just bang it in the microwave for five minutes. Classic. Who's got time? Exactly. I'd have a Linda in the oven at the same time. Classic Linda. And then my latest thing is just whatever vegetables are in the fridge: courgette, peppers, spinach, tomatoes, and then some beans would be ideal. Mixed beans, kidney beans, whatever it is. Just bang it all in the frying pan. Spices. Yeah, and then I'd have paprika and cajun. Mm. such a good combination and so that's all being fried up and then um sweet potato comes out you cut it in half put some of the vegetable filling in have the linda and then serve with hummus of your choice lots of hummus what was your hummus of your choice was red pepper nice what were you eating the other day oh all covered in sriracha what were you eating the other day that was in a bowl and it had lots of beans but it wasn't that it was like a stew like thing you had it at lunch when i walked in the other day when you were sitting downstairs with cara I think it might have been leftover chilli. Oh, that looked really good. Yeah. I probably made it for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, next time, Elle, that's a request for next week, I think. That was a little hint. What have you been consuming (laughs) this week, food-wise? Me and Ben went to Byzantium in King's Heath last night, and he paid. Thanks, boo. Um, Yeah, so we had... It's like a place where they do little tapasy. We had a bottle of wine, and the tapas plates that we chose were... Mini vegetable paella, delicious. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, aubergine parmesan, which is why we went there, because, oh my God, it's so good. It's literally like, obviously, <laughs> aubergine, and then it's got this like really nice spicy tomato sauce with melted cheese all over it, Ooh, baked. Oh my God, that sounds so good. Oh, fuck me up, that's good. And then we also had this massive chilli flatbread, which Ooh. is about the size of four hands. <laughs> I've got my hands held out. Okay, yeah. Out. No, maybe more. It's really big. It's like this big. How big's that? Um, that's like two of your face, two and a half of your faces. Okay, two and a half face size <laughs> chili flatbread with like loads of oil and stuff on it. Ooh, Delish. That sounds with nice. tzatziki, 
And then we also had patatas bravas and halloumi bites. And the halloumi was the juiciest halloumi ever. Oh, fantastic. Also soaked in some really, like, sesame seed oil. I don't know what it God, was. It was delicious. Idea, it sounds really good. So good. It's not even, it's, it's not even that pricey. Oh. I know. Amazing. We should go. What a lovely meal. Yeah, it was a good meal. And Elle, what have you been consuming in terms of media? Um, limited compared to last week's. Oh yeah, well, we we did do a month's dump. Yeah. Also, I'm just reading about immigration legislation at the moment. For my exam. If anyone's <laughs> interested in that, I can give a, a bit of a debrief. Aliens Act 1905. Anyone? Anyone? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll save that for um, when you, you know, test me later. Extras, yeah. But apart from that, I've listened to Beyond Today quite a lot because obviously there's one every day. Um, <laughs> is Caster Semenya a victim? And then I also listened to January episode called Ooh. Who Should Decide What Sex You Are. Oh, so they kind of linked. Yeah, so at the end of the caster one that was this week, they mentioned that they'd done one previously about that and like the XY chromosomes. Uh, yeah. Um, the caster Semenya debate's really interesting. Isn't I know. It? What do you I feel for her. I feel so sorry for her. I think it's so invasive. It's not like she's taking performance enhancers. The people who take performance enhancers are less vilified than she is for something like that is totally natural. And I think it's just so embarrassing, like, and just, yeah, upsetting. I hope that she. And what is the answer? Like, oh, she's too good for the women, not good enough for the men. What, she can't compete? Yeah. Because she's in this awkward middle ground? It's just not fair. Yeah, it's so She's so a woman. Weird. And she identifies as a woman, so... Yeah, and there's been loads of debate about, um, like, the racism aspect to it, which I found really interesting. Slumflower's been posting quite a lot about it. Okay. On Instagram, reposting tweets and stuff. Um, basically, I think at the... Is it the Rio 2016... They so the the three women who finished were all black women, and obviously Castor won. And then I think Lindsay, what's her name, Sharp, she's from she's Great Britain. She came sixth, and she was crying at the end. And the commentator basically was like, "Oh, um, Lindsay narrowly missed out or something." It's like, and obviously Slumflower was like, "She didn't narrowly miss out. She fully missed out. She came oh, sixth, yeah, yeah. and she was crying." the end because she said the race was too hard and then there was all this question over not only was was potentially Casta Semenya um intersex the oh. other two black women who came second and third might be and if if they're all intersex then Lindsay Sharp would have actually come third and I was just like this is mad like, that is ridiculous imagine three people win and accusing them instantly of all being intersex and having an unfair advantage, and I did think, yeah, maybe there probably I think is there a racist, definitely is yeah. a racism. I really want to read that. more into it because it was so interesting. Yeah, that definitely sounds um, interesting. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, and I also listened to the Chinese surveillance part one and two on the daily, Ooh. which is about an issue that's happening in China with a small minority community who are Muslim um, in a specific area, and basically they're slowly being taken away to detention centres, killed off, and members of their family who live in America and all over the rest of the world could no longer get in contact with them. And they're finding their WeChats are being monitored by the by Chinese government. All their movements are. If they're associated mm. with them, then they... So basically this guy, his family have gone missing in this area in China, and he lives in the US. And he's been contacting all his friends in that area, and they're like, I can't talk to you anymore, because they're being surveyed. Like, surveyed. Svade? Svade. Yeah. Um, and finally, The Favourite, which we can discuss. Oh, yes, that was so good. The film with Olivia Coleman, Emma yeah, Stone, really Bridgebud. I just thought I it was amazing. I laughed so much. It's hilarious. It's brilliant. It's like all the characters are ruthless or... I don't know, it's just like... Yeah. I, I thought it was so worthy of all the awards it won. And I'm not... 
as as someone who likes history, I'm not a massive like period. You only like history like post World War One. <laughs> yeah. Um, excuse me. Let's say I like late nineteenth century and twentieth century. I wasn't that far off, like fifty years. <laughs> but yes, yeah. Um, no, I've, I really I enjoyed loved it. it though. Yeah, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I thought it was so funny, but in some ways tragic as well. It just just had a bit of everything, didn't it? Yeah. Could make you laugh, it make was you proper, cry. Like, black comedy slapstick. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. would recommend viewing. Yeah, and so what good. have you been consuming? Um, again, not as much as last time, but um, I did listen to Unpopped. What's that? It's <gasps> a, a podcast, podcast that I think the Hilo recommended a long time ago. Um, and I listened to their episode on Bridget Jones. Ooh. And it's like a whole analysis. And like Daisy Buchanan's on the panel. She's one of the people discussing it. And it's kind of like, it's a really interesting issue. Because I read Bridget Jones for the first time um, over Christmas this year. And it there's this whole debate about, is Bridget Jones a feminist? Because she like obsesses about her way. And like she starts each diary entry with like calories consumed today. This many, mm. blah, blah, blah. And um but she does stand up to Daniel Cleaver in the end and stuff like that. And it was just a really interesting discussion with a really good, like, British panel who were, like, properly analysing it. And then I went on to Unpopped and none of the other, like, episodes are really drawing me in, which is oh. a bit of a shame. So re- and they haven't posted a new episode in, like, a year. Oh, I but I really that. liked their format and I would love yeah. it if they did more. So I would definitely recommend that. Quick bit- cue, what do you think about Bridget Jones? I think... She is. I think she's a guilty feminist. Yeah, I think she's a guilty feminist. She's like feminist. any. She's the rest of us. I think she's susceptible to a lot of the yeah. trends that like, oh, women should look like this and like a dickhead of a boyfriend. Yeah, as as am I. Like, yeah, and... not the dickhead of a boyfriend. I hope Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, in, in yeah. terms of like thinking about your weight, and exactly. About, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. And also, there are like some jokes in the book, and it's like there's nothing a man hates more than a stride of a feminist and people kind of took that as oh my god how could she say that and it's like it's obviously a joke she's being sarky mm-hmm. and Bridget's best joan is a raving feminist it's really interesting would recommend I have also been listening to one of my favourite podcasts called Talking Taste Buds it is a food one I listen to many of those um, with Venetia Faulkner and um, just two episodes I listened to this week one was on nutrition and the NHS which is quite interesting because it's talking about how little doctors learn about nutrition throughout the course of their medical degree like it's such mm, a is tiny it only six course. hours the whole time yeah exactly yeah. it's so tiny um and then um in this episode they were kind of going through how like the movements that like junior doctors are starting their own societies at university and stuff and like at medical school to like learn about nutrition themselves because they want to learn about it and they want to help people because obviously it is so linked to health that Mm. it is just such a small part of their course which is really interesting there was also an episode on intuitive eating which i'm so on board with if you want that slice of cake you should eat that slice of cake that kind of vibe i can't wait for our potato smileys exactly um fish fingers um and how it leads to like um body neutrality which is really interesting and also just in the talking taste buds episodes i would also recommend um her interview with lucy watson which was a while ago but it's really interesting about how like she is obviously like her became a vegan Vegan. but um how like she was so disenchanted with the main chelsea lifestyle because a lot of being so rich is often to do with you know like i don't know eating pheasant or whatever you know and they would have like these barbecues where they'd have these whole lobsters and she just couldn't cope with the cruelty of it Mm. so it's quite interesting hearing about it from like a class perspective as well um, I also list, fell down, I mentioned this a bit last episode, I fell down a bit of an Elizabeth Day hole. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of How to Fail. And I listened to one with Tara Westover, 
Yes, that's when I knew I wanted to read the book. Oh, yes. Yeah. So now I've listened to that and I would also really love to read the book. You're not so, borrowing it. Uh, you said I could borrow it, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that would be really good. And also the interview with Elizabeth herself when it's, like, turned back on her and she talks about all of her failures. That's so interesting. I haven't like, to that. I'll give that a Yeah, listen. and it's quite, like, moving as well, especially when she talks about, like, her miscarriage and stuff like that and how the language is all gendered to, like you are failing to conceive um really interesting um and then i listened to awards chatter one of our favorite podcasts is that back it's back and guess who it was oh my god um one of our favorites recently favorites we love her tv shows why has my mind gone we find her really funny Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes! Oh! Yeah! So that was a really good app, And, like, she's just been in theatre for a long time, working really hard. And this week, final thing that I've consumed, I read the book Circe, which was <laughs> shortlisted for the Women's Prize of Fiction um, in the past few months. And it's basically, like, a feminist retelling of, like, the ancient Greek myths. Um, I'd say it was all right. Okay. I will not be rereading and I won't be recommending it as like a you must read this but I'm wondering if that's because I already kind of knew the myths and I was like do you think you know, I would enjoy spoilers. it? no I don't think you would <laughs> I don't think you should read it but some of you people might she also read Song of Achilles if anyone likes that and that's why she's quite a popular author but um, yeah not the best recommendation <laughs> end on a low end on a potential low no, I, it was alright. Well, we I would end, give it three out of five stars. That would be my rating. End on something that you're looking forward to reading. Ooh. I have... I'm looking forward to reading Lily Allen's biography, No Shame. I'm, which you guys yeah. got me for my birthday. That I was really her, to myself, wasn't that it? That really was. But I find her a fascinating figure. Yeah. What about you, Elle? What I am really looking forward to reading Educated by Tara Westover. Yes! And also, Misogynation by Laura Bates. Oh my god, that was yeah. so good. Which Ben but kindly bought me. Bless. Thank you for all my books. That's all I got for my birthday. I was just like, more books. Amazing. I'm going to have to somehow yeah. stay near you next year so that we can continue with the books. Well, what are we going to do about this podcast? Your eyes literally <laughs> just flashed in fear I'm then. sure that's what's happening to the v- listeners right now. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're, we're leaving uni. What will happen? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, see how we On go. On that note... We'll see you guys next week. See you next week.